Well, welcome everybody to Generationally Speaking. My name is Brad. I'm the lead pastor, one of the teaching pastors, and this is Jordan, the online pastor, and also a teaching pastor. This is episode five. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> this is season. I you tried, were doing so good. I tried not to look at the notes. I know. Well, I <laughs> didn't put much five, in the notes. You want to look at the notes? Read the notes. Episode three. See no, what the note says. It says. <laughs> don't read the notes. <laughs> Brad messes up the intro. Yeah, it says. It says Brad messes up the intro, but it doesn't really say messes. Oh, Bradley. <laughs> you weren't supposed to say anything inappropriate. Oh, Marissa, I didn't blue. say it inappropriate. Hey, we also have on the show tonight our good friend, our good buddy, Bruce Colbert, ladies and gentlemen. Our little friend. Bruce, you want to say hello? Hello, everyone. Yeah, yeah, we need to get... You know what? Our next upgrade needs to be we just a little an, GoPro camera we there. A, we need a camera over yeah, there. Yeah, if our Bruce, tech guy know, could he, take I, care I, of that. And we're going to warn you from the very beginning that Bruce is a little snarky tonight. He is. I'll tell you what. He's down 30 pounds. 30 pounds. And he's every single pounds. one of them went to his attitude. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we've been saying. That's been the running joke. Uh, but I hey, can shut you off to, at any point. So. <laughs> it's true. Uh, well, hey, welcome to Generationally Speaking, Season 5, Episode 3, where tonight uh, we are going to be talking about a topic that was requested of us yeah. from our church. Should the church or should Christians uh, engage in politics or um, is there a place for politics in the church? How this question was kind of asked and perceived was church uh, engaging in politics from like a Sunday morning or pastors. And so we're going to talk all about that today, kind of give our perspectives, some of our generational perspectives. Nothing at all. If you've noticed this season, there are a lot of sensitive topics. Uh, We've talked about sexuality. We've talked about we're going to be talking about politics. We're going to be talking about toxic masculinity. We're going to be talking about uh, uh, recovering or healing from church abuse and uh, what happens when church leaders take advantage of their congregants. And so we're just diving right in this, you know, we've been doing this for five seasons. And so it's important that we wrestle with some of the topics that are relevant um, and that we have the freedom. If this is your first time tuning in, like Brad shared, we take a generational perspective through the lens of our past or through a pastoral lens. Um, And so tonight we're going to be talking about these questions. Is there a place for pastors to discuss politics in the church? Should Christians use scripture to inform their decisions? Should Christians vote? And how do we know who to vote for? And so uh, I'm looking forward to an incredible conversation. Uh, Brad, why don't you ask the chat this question? Here's what we'd love to have in the chat is, uh, and I think this will help us guide kind of our discussion tonight, is how do you define politics? Yep. How do you define the word politics? Do you you think that different generations look at it in a different view? Oh, I don't know. I know they have. I don't know if de- generations as much as I know people. I don't know if. I guess we'll find out if there's a generational difference. Because here's the thing, and and so this will actually while we're people are typing down in the chat. Um, no, they're not. When they do, so <laughs> share. How do you define the word politics? How do you define when, the word politics? When you heard you we're talking politics? about politics in the church, what? What was your immediate response, reaction? What did you think, And we would feel? love throughout the night for you to – this is one of those things that we'd love to have the discussion with you tonight. And Absolutely. if you have questions or you want us to stop and, and unpack something, we would love to do that. Absolutely. Because um, this is, this is, this is a, a hot-button topic right now. Yeah. Absolutely. And it, 
And we'll get into a little bit of why that is later. But before we get there, as some of you are formulating the courage to share your thoughts down below, <laughs> I'm going to read you a few statistics. These are all from Pew Research Center in September of last year, 2022. Uh, and they surveyed uh, thousands of Americans just to get their perspective on how the church engages in politics. Here's a couple of them. According to Pew Research Center on September 20 or of September uh it was 13th through 18th of 2022, 77% of Americans answered that churches or houses of worship should not endorse politicians. What are your thoughts on that? Does it seem high or low to you? Are you talking to me? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm looking right at you. <laughs> I know. I wasn't expecting that. And you can also comment down below. I, Does that number seem high that, that or low to you? That does not surprise me. You think that, okay, 77%? That surprise me. But see, you also have taken into consideration of uh, of uh, who they're polling and and right. and how many people are not in church anymore. Right, absolutely. You know, so so that's that, very true. Because Pew Research isn't a um, Christian not a, organization. It's not a Barna. It's not a, a Christian true. organization. So this is that, just that has a, a slant that way. It's so probably, probably a secular yeah, crowd. So, so this does not this does not surprise me at all. Right, that makes sense. Uh, Eric Bobian put politics as it relates to the church. Would be a stance on pressing social issues. Oh, Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, that's and, interesting. And that kind of goes along with what we're going to say a little bit later when we talk about um, social issues that look like biblical issues and biblical issues yeah. that look like social issues. Yeah. And how does the chance address tonight. those? We are, and that's okay. Nobody wants to watch the Thursday night football game anyway. That's for sure. We were talking about it earlier. The two combined teams playing at eight thirty have a combined record of three and fourteen. <laughs> so we're gonna be at least better than the three and fourteen teams. Well, I wouldn't hold my breath on that, but yeah. It's true. Uh yeah, comment down below in the chat. Do you think seventy seven percent is too high, too low, or as the bears say about their porridge? Mmm, just right. All right. <laughs> Next one. Fifty four percent of Americans want to enforce the separation of church and state. What a fun hot button topic that yeah, is. Yeah, you know, and we're probably not going to go a lot of places there tonight. But I mean, that could be a whole podcast on itself. I was going to say state, what it means, what it means, and here, yeah, what it meant when it was created, what exactly, it means now, <laughs> exactly. And 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 I think that's one thing that I think I want people to be careful of tonight. Also, is understanding terminology. Yep. Because there's triggering on both sides of, of certain things that we may say, and you say, "Oh, well, you know," and you may be thinking something that we're not really meaning. Sure. And that happens constantly. And I think that is part of the divide right now. Absolutely. Is there certain words that, that means one thing to one person, and it means something else to the other person. And one thing that we do around here all the time is we ask clarifying questions. When someone, before we start having the blood temperature rise mm -hmm. and start having a, 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 a tense conversation, we say, Explain that to me. What do you what, what do you mean, do you by, mean that? by this word? Yep. I was going to say especially and Bruce is actually one of the ones that had started that with us many many years ago. Yep. Yep. I was going to say uh especially when dealing with politics in today's climate where media is just trying to get clickbait and and it, and it goes back it, it, it's everything that the church is dealing with now sexuality to to when you said toxic ma masculinity. Yeah. I mean, that word in itself means so many different things to so many different people right. that you have to unpack where are you coming from before exactly. you can have a proper conversation if you're disagreeing on something. Exactly. Uh, next thing, 54% of Americans have heard nothing about Christian nationalism, while 45% have heard some and 1% didn't answer. That one surprises me. Really? And a part For of which way? Part of it is because I, I thought it would be much higher than that. 
about Christian nationalism. That they have heard of it or had not? Have heard of it. Okay. Um, and I think that's partly because of the circles that we run in and the right. articles that we read, the blog posts we read, and yeah. things like that. It's There's, very common in the church in the, world in right now. In the church now. world right now, it is a hot-button issue. But I, it and, would make sense if, if this, if is, this is from a secular crowd sec- from Pew Research. It would make sense. Right, right. Um, because in Christian nationalism, the concept of it has been around for a long time, right. but it really became circulated in the last couple of years when new books came out, right. new representatives of Christian nationalist organizations, stuff like that. So and we still need some other answers about what does politics mean to you? Exactly. Exactly. Have, so comment down person. below. We have one brave person, 15 <laughs> watching live and a few on YouTube. Uh, let us know. How do you define the word politics? Uh, last one, six and 10 Americans say that America should be a Christian nation in quotation marks. And when they broke that down, there were from the, the, uh, so they had that statistic. Mm-hmm. And then of the six who said that it should be, there were five categories for what they meant by that. Ah. Some so they people, broke that down. Yeah, there was like 35% said they wanted them to follow. Uh, they wanted the Bible to influence lawmaking. There was like 20% that said they thought that when you vote for politicians, that you should vote for the most Christian par- party or most Christian politician. And so like... Even within that, six out of ten people didn't agree on how or why they voted for a Christian nation. It was all broken up differently. So here's the question then, Brad. And comment this. Comment your answer down below. It can be a simple yes or no. We just want to hear your thoughts. Is there a place for pastors to discuss politics in the church? Yes, no. Share your thoughts if you think... Um, if you feel comfortable sharing, is there a place for pastors to discuss politics in the church? Let us know down below. We'd love to hear your thoughts, Brad. Yeah. Do you want to speak first? Uh, I, I like you need to define that. <laughs> let's <laughs> let's start with what I think was behind the heart of the question of discussing uh, discussing. <laughs> Eric Bobian says yes. Ashton Logan says yes, yes but, but not, not you too. <laughs> Let me ask you this first. Do you do you enjoy talking about politics and or do you enjoy politics? Man, see, so even that, like <laughs> see, and that and that's our default right now is we so, say, what do you mean by that? See, that's how that's So let me let me break it up for you. Okay. When I think of this type of a question, uh-huh, I am thinking of Political candidates, okay, laws, voting, the governing body, okay, not thinking of, and then I separate that from social issues that are a part of politics that we also see as biblical issues in different aspects. So you're saying aspects. what Eric Eric is saying? There, there's a difference between. So if you are asking me, is it okay for a for me to stand up and 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 say something about a certain candidate or what have you? That would be an that would I would that would be an issue for me about a candidate, a political party. I would um, I would not do that. A law, yeah, right, and I would not do that either. Right. What you see today, and I think what the heart of this question was, um, what the heart of this question when it was asked to us, you see, sometimes pastors will have a president come to their church oh, and speak. Absolutely. Um, they'll promote like, hey, if you if you love God, you need to vote for this person. Right. Okay. You need to vote against this law, etc. Right. Um, 
And so, uh, yeah. And um, so that now when there's social issues or or issues that are not just social issues, but also biblical issues, such as um, I wrote this now, since policies or politics influence policies and laws which impact people, um, it is impossible for pastors who preach from the Bible to fully abandon all the conversation about politics. Okay, and here's how I broke it down. When you're discussing the sanctity of life, uh, Stephanie wrote in the chat, yesterday's election was about abortion. And so as you're thinking about sanctity of life, your views on abortion, okay, um, if a pastor were to do a sermon on the sanctity of life or, um, you know, that topic, um, abortion may ca- may come up. Sure. It doesn't necessarily mean they're taking a political stance because you can argue biblically um, what your stance is. And so it, now pastors can go too far in sharing about that social issue, but that could be it. Another one that often comes out, views on marriage, okay? Views on sexuality, views on gender. Um, and so pastors who uh, perhaps hold a conservative or a traditional biblical stance on sexuality um, believe that marriage is between one man and one woman. It's the the stance that we teach here at Crossbridge that we've always taught. And so uh, for those of us, like whenever uh, we teach on sexuality, um, and you have that conversation, it might sound like, depending on the time, that you're taking a political stance. Yes. But and, you're still addressing a biblical issue. Okay, so so I, I honestly have been embroiled in politics for a long, long time. Embroiled. You know, I mean, I actually like politics. I like hearing, you know, and being in discussions, what have you. Sure. But here's what I've had to come to as of late, in the last few years especially— Mm-hmm. probably the last decade is that I have tried to, I've had to get to a point where I've separated um, a political stance with a biblical stance. Sure. And I've tried to influence myself the way I talk, the way I think through a biblical viewpoint instead of a political viewpoint. Can you give some examples? No. I don't, no. I know that was on the top of your head. <laughs> no, I cannot. Well, um, I think you could. Yeah, probably if I really thought about this, but I'm Biblical not, justice. Yeah, when 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 we started talking about yeah, with justice and things like that and and you had to be very careful about how you talked about all of those things. I was very comfortable with saying, let's talk about not social justice because everybody has a opinion on what that means. And, and that phrase in and of itself could be and triggering, and just you could lose all influence all just influence. by saying social justice. And, and so I said, let's use the term biblical justice because yep. it's you, you can't hide from biblical justice. Right. You can't worm your way around biblical justice. Right. And then you can take it to the point of what the, what is a political view on on either of that. But here's what the Bible says about justice. Right. And you can't. I can't argue with that. Right. Now we can argue about the other things on the other side of that of how it's how it's administered, what's going on, things like that. But it it, it gives us a baseline to to start at. Yep. And and I think do we need to unpack our our issues with influence? I I think it's certainly losing influence. I think it's definitely relevant. Yeah, I, it, we weren't going to necessarily go that direction today. Here's something that we're very sensitive to. And and on the podcast, we're able to talk about these topics because it's a conversation and you have an opportunity to comment in the chat your thoughts as well. Um, 
everything we do here at Crossbridge is to ensure that we are able to reach the most amount of people with, first and foremost, the gospel. Correct. The good news of Jesus Christ, salvation for our souls, for the free gift that is offered because of the sacrifice of Christ. Okay? Everything else to us is secondary. Peripheral. Tier. Yes. Okay? Second tier. And so we are not going to lose influence for the first tier of being able to share the gospel or speak into someone's life because we get up on stage and... And take a hard and fast stance Take a hard sometimes. and fast stance on and, and a triggering or sensitive and issue. And it's not because we're afraid to take a stand. It's that we want to have a, a, a discussion with somebody one-on-one. -on -one. We're not afraid of, of conversations. We'd rather have that conversation one-on-one -on -one so everybody can hear each other's hearts. Yeah. And it goes much better than standing on stage declaring something and someone walking out the door and saying, oh, I'll never be back there, and we just lost influence. We could build a, we could build a echo chamber yeah. anytime we wanted to. Well, and here's what's what we, disappointing what that pastors have started doing is using their authority to manipulate people to vote or think a certain way. Correct. And so when you go up on stage and you and you claim to have the authority of God as a pastor and say, if you are a Christ follower, you need to vote this way or you are disobeying God. That's like probably one of the most offensive and blasphemous things you can do using the name of God in vain. That's when, when the, when the commit great commandment says, don't use the name of the Lord in vain. That is using the name of the Lord in vain. And so you're using God's platform to manipulate a certain situation. Now there are biblical topics that I would argue in conversation that I would say, I have a hard time as a Christian if you think differently, I think we all have some sure. of those issues or situations. Yeah. Um, but to use your platform of authority to manipulate someone in a political way is just, it's one of the most offensive things you can do to God. You're taking his name in vain and you're using it for power and authority. Um, yeah, that's interesting. Uh, next one. Uh, next question. Should Christians use scripture to inform our political decisions. I Comment down yes, no, I and share your thoughts. So. <laughs> yeah, we commented, and I'm glad I wrote down my thoughts, yeah. and you wrote down your own thoughts. But Absolutely. It's not, only, it's not only political. It's not political decision only. It's, it's, it's everything. Every, every, every aspect of your life needs to be, be flown through the, the filter of, oh, is, yes. is, is, do I have a biblical stance for what I believe and what I, how I'm acting, how I'm treating somebody? What I'm doing. If you are a Christ follower and you are not using scripture and the Holy Spirit, and Bruce, I want to get your thoughts on this here in a sec. Okay. So be thinking about something wise to say. Okay. Yeah, pull, pull us out of the ditch here. It, would especially you? with the Holy Spirit aspect of this, because again, you can interpret scripture. People interpret scripture differently or else we'd have one church. So be thinking about that for a sec. Um, as a Christ follower, every, I would argue every single decision you make should be leaning on scripture and the Holy spirit. Absolutely. We've had people come to us and say, you know what? God told me, God told me it was okay for me personally <laughs> to move in with my girlfriend and have sex before marriage. God told me that. Okay. Yeah. God, God Did didn't tell you that. you that for thousands of years before you were born. God ain't telling you for thousands of years after you were born. That is a well, you're biblical. Just, you're just going all in. We are. We're just talking. Yeah. You know, we're just talking, uh, you know, about it. So, Bruce, share some of your thoughts on should uh, pastors or while we're, while we're making decisions, what emphasis should the scriptures and the Holy Spirit make in our decision making? 
Or you can derail that and go on a tangent. Yeah, just go on a tangent if you want to. Um, I'll stick with this for now. Um, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, I mean, there were many times in my ministry, like you said, where we had people say, this is what God told me. And the where we always stood was three things ought to always line up because God doesn't change in who he is. His message doesn't change. Um, so three things ought to line up. What does scripture say? What is the Holy Spirit saying to you? And what are other yep. seasoned That's Christians big. who have experience in these areas who are searching and trying to follow God? What's their experience say? If any one of those three don't line up, then I have a hard time agreeing with you that God told you this. You don't. You probably don't have a special. You revelation. probably don't. Yeah. Something's now, not out right. of those three, though, <laughs> the one that would be would hold less influence for me, not like in an order stance, not significantly less, but um, would be. Do other people necessarily agree with what I'm about to do? Because sometimes we do receive Correct. prophetic vision from a revelation from God. Sure. And I, I don't mean new revelation, but like in our life, like you just may think it's unwise for me to pursue God in this way that doesn't go against scripture and it really doesn't go against Christian faith, but we just may disagree. So if I were to order those, True. that one would just hold le- a little bit less value. Right. True, but I would say most often it would go the other direction where... There are right. multiple people who are mature in their faith, who are striving to interpret scripture and, and live a life that God has called them to. And they're saying, no, that doesn't line up with scripture. Not yeah. that's different than, no, I think that's a bad judgment call. Right. Right. Those yep. are, those are two True. different okay. things. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But if somebody's saying that doesn't line up with what I see in scripture, um, then I think there's a reason, at least a reason for pause to say, okay, I need to take a step back and make sure this is in line with what God is saying. Yep. And so if you are someone who is like, if you are engaging in politics and if you are interested in what the Bible has to say about certain issues, like do the hard work of learning. Don't just listen to the media. Don't just go to Twitter for your information. And don't just listen to people who enforce what you already believe. Right. We you, challenge people that all the time. And I would say to learn and, from and, different and, perspectives. And trying to get back to a little bit about politics. I think that's a great point, Bruce, is, is not just listening to one news source. Yeah. And and, <laughs> and, and let's just face it. I mean, I, both sides. I don't care who, where you land. But... Or uh, if you're a third party, shout out to the third party yeah, for all go, those in the chat. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> someone says, well, you know, well, you, oh, you get all your information from CNN. Well, you get all your information from Fox News. If you are in that position already, you're in trouble. Yeah. Yep. You, you are in an echo chamber. Yep. So, you know what I actually did a few years ago is I downloaded both apps because I want to look at both. Right. Mm-hmm. Because if you're not willing to at least be open to there may be another side to this. Yep. Then all you're doing is looking for ammunition to further what you already believe. Exactly. Right. And 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 you can create an echo chamber, and it, it and I think that is so so bad for us to do as believers. Yep. And and, and I've said this for I don't know how and I don't, whether it be politics or or what have you is normally the truth is somewhere in the middle. Yep. You know, not both sides is 100 percent correct or both sides are 100 percent wrong. Mm-hmm. And so. 
and that's why we try to have conversations in relationships so that we can hear each other's heart and say, hey, have you considered this? Yep. You don't get a lot of, have you considered this in, in taking a stand on a platform somewhere. Yeah. You don't get to have the kind of conversation back and forth that you have. Yep, and like we shared earlier, it doesn't mean that pastors should not discuss biblical issues, social issues that often carry the connotation of political issues because there's a lot of things, again, politics create policies that impact people. Right. So there are a lot of policies and, that impact people that we see in scripture. And that's, you know, and that's one of the next questions you had up here is should Christians vote? Yeah, type down below, do you believe Christians should vote in our primary elections and our uh, what's another election? <laughs> what's another word for it? I'm, I went blank. General. General, general election. Thank you. And then for your mayor, mayor for yeah. uh, governor, all the, okay, do you believe that uh, Christians should vote? Brad, you didn't write an answer because you, uh, um, I printed it out and then I gave went you space to write. Instead. Do you want to share your answer first or do you want me to share? Yeah, I, I definitely think that, that Christians should vote. I mean, it is, it's, you know, you are influencing policy and policy affects people. Yep. Now, a lot of people look on both sides of those policies. We can have disagreements on those policies. Right. You know, um, we want to we want to lift people out of poverty. Yeah. So I, I think that's a bit. And here, how that, you get there? That's a that's a biblical parties. principle. Yeah. Yeah. We don't. If we can help people live in poverty, we need to do that. How we get there is a different story. You know. Right. And both sides have their own theories. Right. And so let's have a conversation on those theories. We're not having all we're doing is yelling at each other. We're not having conversations about yeah. how do how do we relieve people out of poverty? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a couple of answers. Dennis says yes. Erica, of course. Stephanie, absolutely. Yeah. I put absolutely in all caps. Yeah. Christians should vote. I believe that wholeheartedly because, again, politics create policies and which ha- impact people. And we have the freedom to do so, and it's an honor. It was a privilege we didn't always have. Absolutely. Um, and if we are a church, big, big church, uppercase C, who cares about people, then we should care about politics because, like we said before, politics create policies which impact people. Bruce, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I would say, though, that absolutely I would agree we should vote because you have the opportunity to influence what happens in this country. That's different, though, than us as Christians sometimes believing we have the right to tell everybody else what they should think. Right. You absolutely. have the right to cast your vote Yep. <laughs> because that's what this country was founded on actually not a Christian foundation. Oh but, man, you just triggered a lot of people. Oh man. Went but the script. right to Bruce have it, freedom yeah. to choose yeah. and you have the opportunity and the freedom to voice your opinion. Right. And I think we should take that does not mean that you have the right to tell everybody else what they should think. Yeah. Uh, Ashton Logan says, I always ask myself, WWBD, I'm assuming that means what would Brad do? No, Bruce do. Yeah, but that's what she meant was Bruce. But we're, <laughs> she meant I Bruce. think it was Brad. Yeah, there's no chance okay. anybody would think that. Um, yeah, Christians should vote. I believe that. I believe that you're wasting your voice. Um, and it doesn't matter if you are voting, if you're in a state and you're voting the opposite way that your state normally leads. It's, it, it is so important, I think, that if we are passionate about biblical issues and we want to help people find hope and relieve some suffering, then it is important that our voice voice be heard. Last question that we can, have. Can I say one more thing? Yeah, though? please. And this, this will probably tick a few more. Well, you're off. already on a roll. Yeah, yeah. you're good. Um, 
We don't care if you make people mad. Yeah, yeah. that's you're why not I'm, on not staff on, I'm not on staff. You're so not you can't staff. Yeah, yeah. Um, you're fired. As much as I believe that it's our right and responsibility in the United States to vote, I also would say if you as a Christian are thinking that voting and politics is going to fix the world, you've put your trust in the wrong thing. Ooh. I want to, yeah. Yeah. I want to end there tonight. You know, what what you and I talked about a little bit about today. Okay. And and so anyway, that's where I'd love to end. So do you want to come back to that then? Or do you want to end now? It's only... It's up to you. I think we want to come back to that. Okay, because we got one more question. Bruce, hold that thought. Sorry, I didn't mean to jump. No, 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 no. no, no. You're good. I think you're getting excited. He's over there with. He's holding the mic. He can't see that. Um, Okay, here's the last question before we get back to Bruce's thoughts. So, how do we know who to vote for? This is such a fun question, (laughs) and I'm scared to ask the comment section. Because a lot of people will say, well, there's only one party you can vote for if you're a Christian. Yeah. And half of the chat will say it's the Republican Party, and half the chat will say it's the Democrat Party. And then there's another 20% of the 100% I already said that will say it's got to be third party because Jesus is somewhere in the middle. So, Brad, how do we know who to vote for? I haven't got a clue. (laughs) (laughs) I. This is this is a tough Ooh, one. Can we share a generational difference here? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Because younger generations do not often separate policies from person. You and I have had this. And we've had this conversation so many lots times. Lots of times. And so if there is a person whose character is atrocious. Correct. Which, welcome no. to America. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then it is, regardless of what their policies look like or how good gas prices are, going to go another place. Okay. Okay? Yeah. We've had this talk where for you, for older generations, couldn't care less about... I won't say couldn't care less. Okay. But for me, personally... Or do care less. for, For Yeah, whatever. For me, personally, I look at policy... Uh, of what I think is going to to create the situation that I think will be as close to a biblical response as I can. That was poorly stated. That sounded like when an NFL coach gets asked a question right before halftime. Yeah. And they give the cliche answer. Yeah. You just said as a pastor, I I don't know what Jordan just said. <laughs> but I think... A Christian should vote as close to the Bible as they can. <laughs> am I wrong yeah, that? That's basically what he said. <laughs> I am. I am much more concerned with policy than the person. Right. Okay. And now I would say younger di- people now are probably the, the opposite. Here's the difference: is that we haven't had anybody. I would suggest, as of late, that anybody that has any character that we can go. For, oh, that's the person because he's got character. Okay. <laughs> so to me, it's all about. It is all about policy. Ashton wants you to know if you can, if you need help, link twice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kevin Trust me, Gray, actually, I need lots of help. Kevin Gray said, "Vote for the person you you yeah. do not like the least." That's about- unfortunately that's kind of where we're at. Oh man, uh, Eric Bobian, discern the candidate that best reflects your beliefs, and then vote as many times as you can for the candidate. <laughs> Uh, and honestly, though, that's kind of the point of what we've talked about tonight yeah. is you have to spend time discerning with yeah. the Holy Spirit and prayerfully considering something that is frustrating for me. And, and I'll just speak from my opinion or from 
what I notice for young people as well is people who are going to just vote for one party for their whole life because that's what they've always done, believed and thought. And it does, they stay uninformed about the candidates or the difference. They just, they blindly go into the polls and just set hit select all Republican party or select all democratic party and then walk out. Yeah. Even if you spend your whole life believing that you are a Republican, there's no way you could vote Democrat or that you are a Democrat and there's no way you could vote Republican. How, what I wanted, what I wrote down was an uninformed decision and a decision not prayerfully considered through the participation of the Holy Spirit is unwise. Yeah, that's good stuff. And so even if you're going to land in the same way, just to Eric's point, discern the candidate and prayerfully consider what best aligns with your beliefs and what you see in Scripture and what you see from God, and then vote wisely in that way. Do the work. Watch the debates. See what policies are being presented. I, don't, I know watching the debates is it's getting even you know, more exhausting. I'd rather have a root canal. <laughs> I'd rather have triple root canal than or, watch or, some of these debates. Or research their stances without having to watch the back and forth. You can See, I that. like the debates. Yeah, well, anyway. the debates as of late have just gotten toxic and rude. Yeah, they're but, just toxic. But, yeah. you know, 12 to 20 years, you know, early 2000s yeah. Yeah. when I was like seven years old and, you know, really engaged. And you always expect some, but it, it, yeah. it, to me it's, it's – it's, All right, it's let's really close good. on Bruce's point. Yeah. Do you even remember what it was? Yeah, kind of. Um, here, here's where we'll go, and Bruce, just jump in here anytime. Here, here's the thing that I, I would love for us as as – followers of Jesus. I think people who are listening to us tonight are followers of Jesus. There we are we are participating in some vitriol, some some anger and some hatred that should not be involved. And again, on both sides. Yeah. We 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 are resembling now the world. Yep. And we cannot do that. Yeah. And we are losing our we are losing our influence. We are losing um being able to speak into people's lives because of this. And I think part of this is that, that a lot of Christians, and I'm going to call out Christians here for a little bit, is exactly what Bruce was saying, is that they believe that the way to solve the issues in culture, all the the bad stuff that's going on is... You wanted we just, to swear there. If we just you get, wanted to swear there. Yeah, we just... <laughs> thank you. If we just get a Christian the, theology in here right. and we live like... And the government is like more like a Christian, then everything's going to be okay. Yeah. It's not oh, going to yeah. happen. Bring it home, Brad, because I know what you were going to say. You, that is not biblical even close. Right. I am sorry. And it, it borders, you know, the Christian nationalism movement right now, and we can go, have, it, it is one that just frustrates the ever-living out of me at this stage. And I go back to, can I just get on a rampage? You can. I'm loving this. We, <laughs> we are in a position right now that is the same as, as when Jesus was born. Yeah. Okay? The Israelites had been... That was not an attack on Biden, unintentionally <laughs> or intentionally. Just want to add some comic relief there. All right, get back to your rampage. The Israelites are being oppressed. They are truly being persecuted. Right. I mean, really persecuted, not... Oh, anyway. Because we are not being persecuted... Oh, you mean Americans aren't being persecuted? Yeah. That, wow. Now we're going to look like someone. So they're being persecuted. They are living in hell, okay, on earth with everything that's going. And they are looking for a Messiah. They are looking for it because they know the Old Testament promises them someone's going to come in there and we're going to fix this stuff. And in their mind, 
is that someone politically is going to come in here. He's going to be a king. We were promised a king. The only thing they are aware of is that someone is going to come in in a government type of situation and we're going to overthrow Rome. And the Messiah comes as Jesus. And he's not that kind of king. He, he, brings in, he ushers in a kingdom that is unlike anything on earth. He doesn't come in on a government rule. The people he actually attacks are religious leaders. And so here he is, and he comes in, and he lives, and does, brings in this upside down is that it's about serving, it's about loving, it's about giving. If someone asks you to do this, then you give him even more. You serve, you serve, you serve, you love, you love, you love, and that is not what we are doing in our culture today. We are expecting someone to come in and be the king and overthrow everything, and the government's going to solve the issue. Mm-hmm. Jesus didn't come in to do that. He never did that. And you know what ended up happening? They end up killing him, and sooner or later the Roman government is overthrown, not because of anything political, but the way the church handled people. Loving people, coming alongside people, serving others, even when it wasn't needed. They didn't go through the court systems or anything else. It was all about how they lived for Jesus, and it changed the world, and it overthrew the Roman Empire. Okay, I'm done. Wow. That'll preach. That'll preach, yeah. And it, it's again— And it's... we are looking. There are many, many Christians looking now. The only solution we've got— Yeah. Is, is, is someone in power as a president, as a Congress, as a Senate to, to, to come in and put this all in place? If we would just start being the church as, as Christians right now, we would overthrow the whole thing again. Yeah. If we would spend as much energy actually doing what God has called us to do in our own little world as we do fighting the political battle online and with whatever, wherever we do that— we would get so much more done. Absolutely. And uh, governments, scripture says, governments will come and go. Yep. This won't last forever. It could get worse, could get better. Who knows? But what you just talked about, what Christ called us to do, will stay forever, and that's what will make the difference. Now, I would like to put one caveat in there. I do believe that there are Christians who God has called to work that out absolutely in the government arena. So I believe there are people who God has said, the way I need you to demonstrate that is for you to be involved in government or politics. That's great. Yep. So I'm not saying Christians should not, like it's not worth your time. That's not what we're saying. But what we're saying is we spend so much energy with the word fights and debates and thinking that if we can just get our point across if our point would win the world would be a better place and that's that is so not biblical and if, not true if we would live that it would be the world would be a better place and you said earlier is that we put our hope our hope is not in a president right. do we want the right president in sure. absolutely do we want the right right congress and and senate in absolutely but our hope is not in them our not hope is in jesus alone yep. And so that is... I'm done ranting now. Good. I'm sorry. I got a little carried away there. I liked it. Um, <laughs> closing thoughts. Don't be a jerk. <laughs> yeah. I, and, uh, and I mean that. When we talk about politics, friends, and Christians, we have became real beef jerky 
<laughs> we have we talk rudely, we talk defensively, we talk disgustingly. We and one of our topics coming up is I'm right, so you must be wrong. That's one of our podcast episodes. Yeah. That is how we view pod, how we view politics and how we view scripture. I'm wrong. I'm right. Holy Spirit told me I'm right, so you must be wrong. And man, how we treat people in our rightness and our wrongness and, and, makes and, a world and of we, difference. And we comment and we post and we do things that that <laughs> loses us influence on other people. You're not making a difference. Let me ask you this, Brad. Yeah. Have you ever read a Facebook comment and changed your opinion? You know, I've read one and I say, oh man, you know what? I didn't think that, but now I do. Never, ever, never. Ever. The only thing that happens, and I preached about this not too long ago. I know, that's why I brought it up. Is, is that, you know... You're brilliant. I think, I think part of the reason we post that is because we know that all these people that are on our side are going, oh yeah, you go, you go. I agree with you. You're 100%. Well, and because and we get so mad. You don't have to have that opinion. Right. Do you really think you're influencing anybody by what you're posting? All you're right. doing is... Because a lot of times our comments and posts are filled with anger. Absolutely. And people read that and see that, and nobody likes an angry elf. <laughs> nobody. <laughs> so, hey, everyone. Hey, oh, you got... Let, yeah, I... I, I you want to share these two books? I do want to share these okay, two books. Okay, cool. Here are two books that I... If you love politics and you're a Christian, I... Highly, 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 highly recommend. I cannot, hi I cannot highly recommend enough you reading these two books. The first one is "Thou Shall Not Be a Jerk" by Eugene Cho. Yep, this is a Christian's guide to engaging politics. It actually came out in 2020 during the uh, Trump Biden election. Yeah, and I read this when it released. Um, I've heard him speak a couple times. It it basically just walks through ten. Thou shall not be a jerk. And so it just goes through um, just like 10 different ways that Christians can engage in politics in a Christ-like manner. It's not telling you how to vote, who to vote, what to vote. Just it's telling you to, when you vote, this is how to act. Don't yeah. be a jerk. Yeah, don't be a jerk. Uh, the other one is Not In It To Win It. And uh, this is a powerful book. And yeah. I, when I first read this, I put it out on I my, both read it, my yeah. Facebook and said, yeah. And I've said, hey. You, read, if, Bruce read it too. Love you, it. it that, that Michael read it. Yeah. very challenging to me. Very and, challenging. And this is, this is uh, for people who are in ministry, um, not losing influence. Uh, ministry philosophy is where we get a lot of our ministry philosophy and things in here. It's tremendous. This book actually starts right after COVID when Andy and North Point Church had a lot of issues with mask mandates and why they weren't being open and things like that. He <clears throat> unpacks all that in here and talks basically about how how we should act as as believers in Jesus. And again, doesn't tell you how to vote. Yep. Tells you just to, you know, hey, vote your conscience, things like that. Fantastic books. I highly did I say highly recommend these? Highly recommend these Man, books. Read those Especially books. Especially if you love politics and you love the church, yeah. these two books are great for right. engaging yeah. in politics as a Christ follower. And, um, I mean, a lot of people that come to Crossbridge know we don't go up on stage and tell you who to vote for. We oftentimes during election season, we call for unity for our church and for the world. Yep. We call for people to be kind on Facebook. But we do talk about biblical issues. We talk about some social issues. We do talk about policies that we see in biblical issues. And we have great conversations like this um, on chat. We don't shy away from them, but we just do so in a, in a kind way. Right. And you and I, politically speaking, don't see eye to eye on Not everything. No. Um, and it's been great to have and conversations. And we've come a long way yeah. in, in that. Absolutely. You know? and, and so we meet in the middle of a lot of times. And if a boomer and a millennial can do it, so it, can you. Yeah. So, hey, everyone, thank you so much for joining us tonight for episode three of our podcast. We hope that you have a great rest of the evening. Next week, we are actually going to be doing our Thanksgiving game night um, because 
two weeks from now is Thanksgiving, and we're not going to be doing a podcast. You're on vacation. I'm on vacation. Yep. So you're off next week, and so it will be me, I believe, Piper, and it might just be me and Piper. It might be me and Piper and Nick. I'm not sure, but we're going to be doing a game night. So that is next Thursday. Join us at 7 o'clock Eastern time. Have a great rest of your evening. We'll see you next week. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody.